Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton and welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rock podcast. I am back today with Josh Mulvihill, Dr. Josh Mulvihill. You never say that. You never you never make it a thing that you're a doctor, but it just you seems are. like <laughs> right, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Josh Mulvihill, um, he's super down to earth. So, you know, if you met him in the grocery store, you wouldn't be like Dr. Mulvihill. <laughs> Though the That's bow true. tie that you're wearing right now uh, kind of no, I'm just kidding. He's not wearing a bow tie. If you guys are not watching it um, and you're just listening, he is not wearing a bow tie. Um, anyway, we are talking about grandparents this week. This is part of our Schoolhouse Rock family series. And on Monday, we talked about, we kind of set the foundation for why grandparents are important in the lives of our kids and what the biblical role of grandparents is. And today we're going to get into some of the practical things that grandparents can do to really be a blessing and leave a legacy for their grandkids. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, BJU Press Homeschool. No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. All right, Josh, thank you for coming back with me again today. Um, Let's talk about the practicality of grandparents and how they really can leave a legacy and impact the lives of their grandkids. Because we talked about the why, now let's talk about the how. Yeah, well, I think scripture gives us a lot of guidance about uh, the methods that grandparents can invest in telling their testimony, in teaching, in asking questions that generate good spiritual dialogue in in prayer oh man our kids need prayer we need prayer as parents Um, there's just the bible gets really prescriptive with those kinds of things that become very helpful and uh and uh, and you know grandparents can learn from that i think as we talk about homeschooling, you know, as we start to open that door um, and start to think about what does it look like for a grandparent to engage on the homeschool front, um, my encouragement is to consider three questions that you can just bounce around in your head um, that might be helpful for you as uh, just talking points with a grandparent. Um, One, What's a huge area of need for you or, or an area of need? Um, is it a specific uh, subject area? Is it um, help with some of your younger kids so that you can engage? Is it um, help in, uh, in some other area of your family life? Um, and uh, I think some, a second question that you can uh, engage with is what are their gifts and their passions? And you're talking um, about questions for grandparents to ask. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, um, that you could ask yourself or you could ask uh, ask them um, gifts or passions. Uh, so every every grandparent has a whole long list of these, and it's pretty easy to get people excited about things they love and uh-huh. uh, and they can invest in uh, a, a younger. Uh, grandchild in that way are so I'll give you a few example of these I'll swing back with after I mentioned the third question here uh, just with our family the third one is how can you create some easy wins and early success uh, if this is new for a grandparent it becomes critical that uh, it's just not a bad experience to start and so put the T on the 
Uh, put the ball on the tee so that it's uh, it's a it's a it's a home run and a grandparent and a grandchild will have a good experience and say we want to do this again. So bite-sized, easy win. So here's what this has looked like in some of these areas for our family, just to give you some practical examples. Jen's dad loves electrical stuff, uh, so he has taught our kids ham radio. He has purchased them all the wires and knobs and, you know, they're doing like electrical engineering kinds of things, stuff I'm not good at in any way, shape or form. Um, and that that's a life skill area that, man, that's great to know those kinds of things. Um, my dad enjoys the outdoors. Um, he um, has, has loved investing in um, Bible study and scripture memorization. Uh, my Jen's dad lives uh, maybe a half an hour from us. My dad lives an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, notice I'm saying dads. Our moms both died um, many years ago. My mom died oh. of ALS. Jen's mom died of brain cancer. So we've oh, got, wow. um, and then my dad remarried. So we've got, I could talk all about that. That's yeah. a different conversation. But, um, uh, and so that's why you hear me mentioning that. But my dad lives about an hour and 15 minutes away. So a lot of what they do is by technology. And so uh, they have a weekly call where my dad calls in, they do some Bible memorization, and then they talk life. It's fantastic. And it, there's a an accountability piece there, getting in God's word and memorizing it. Um, as kids have gotten older, he's now going to be doing a book study with the older kids, uh, and it's probably on an apologetics topic. Uh, so they'll read a section, connect over video, Zoom, or whatever that is. Um, and man, you can do so much in that in that regard. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, then my dad does a lot on the outdoor side with our kids in the hunting, fishing. Um, and I, you know, I, some people think, you know, that's not really homeschooling that, you know, we, a lot of individuals oh, yes, think is. this is like, <laughs> it's just study. Um, just so everybody understands where we come from with our, our approach to homeschooling, we think discipleship, education, I use those interchangeably. Um, there it's a four leg stool of study worship work and service and so when you when we start to think about those different categories there's a lot of ways that grandparents can engage jen's dad uh, we all attend worship at the same church on sunday morning he's teaching his grandkids how to worship god through his example we sit all sit together uh, through studying my dad's doing that through those calls work and service there's so many ways and I, so i think um letting grandparents know here's what we're doing and then just asking how could you help what where where do you see some opportunities uh putting the ball in their court and i think you'll uh you know there will be a lot of different ways that grandparents could come up with um when you start to lay things out like like we just did yeah that is so cool it is hard when i i mean i feel like a lot of grandparents live far distances. You know, we're, we're in Oklahoma and my mom lives in California and Garrett's parents and my dad live in Georgia. And so we're far, far, you know, 18 to 20 some hours from um, any of our grandparents. And so it is difficult, but like you said, there are ways, you know, through zoom calls or, you know, even just through the phone. I mean, you, it doesn't even have to be video though. Video is more fun because you can see people's faces, uh, right. but there are ways that, that grandparents can be involved 
um, with their kids, with their grandkids um, and their, and their lives. And so I think that's really, really cool. Um, and just finding ways for them to be engaged in their homeschooling and in their education, you know, maybe grandpa is really good at math and mom mm-hmm. is not, that would be the case with me. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, so being able to call grandpa and say, Hey grandpa, how do you solve this problem? Um, you know, but grandparents have to be willing to do that. Um, and you talked a little bit before about toxic relationships with grandparents. I want to park there for just a second because I obviously, I mean, that is something that is real for a lot of people. How do you navigate through a relationship that is a difficult relationship? And maybe the grandparents don't, you know, maybe they love their grandkids, but they don't really want anything to do with homeschooling or anything to do with really discipleship, or maybe they're just not saved and they can't, you know, there are lots of grandparents who a a Christian parent isn't going to put their kids in front of them and say, here, disciple my kids because, you know, they're, they're not saved perhaps. Um, How do you navigate through the difficulties of having a grandparent in, in that phase of life? Well, I, I look to scripture as the guide and um, you know, the Bible tells us what to do when there's conflict. So I look at Matthew 18 as a place to start, you know, a conversation had in love. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, I think restoration, if there's a broken relationship, is always the goal. Um, and, you know, God, the father had a lot of sons and prodigals. So there, you know, when we look to the Bible, man, there's so many principles we can tease out from just how God operates when there are problematic relationships from Mm -hmm. him with his children that we can glean. And, you know, one of them that I look to is he always pursues, he always leaves the door open. There's always a high measure of grace. And I would be, I would prefer to be accused of being too gracious than, than not. And that's hard. I mean, it is hard because everything in our flesh wants to lash out and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, seek revenge and hurt back if that's been part of the case. But I made a distinction before I can revisit. And that's, the difference between difficult and destructive. And, you know, if there is a destructive thing that is happening relationally, then for the health of ourselves and our family, we do need to draw a line. And we can have that conversation still in love to just say, you know, this, this, these words or these actions are just very hurtful and they're, they're, they're problematic, um, and you know that needs to change. I've had one really difficult conversation like that with an extended family member, and God used it to um, bring that relationship to a different place, a good place. It was a hard conversation, um, yeah. but there's a difference between destructive and difficult. And difficult means we need, you know, the Bible calls us to be to look the other way, to, to work through it, to fight through it, to bear, you know, the, the bear with kind of terminology in scripture. And we're always going to have difficult in family relationships. It just yeah. comes with the territory. And so, um, you know, I want to, I want to, I think, extend grace. And, you know, hopefully if, if both are Christians, then, um, then we can appeal to God's word and we can work through hopefully what's there. Um, if that's not possible, then I would say seek out a, a pastor. And I've done quite a bit of counseling with 
grandparents and parents. And when you get four in the room, I'll tell you, it gets a little complex at times working through all this stuff going on. But yeah. um, that, you know, it's worth it's worth doing that hard work. And so if you get to that point where you're just like, man, we're stuck. We want to work through this. We feel like it's worth fighting for. We believe this pleasing to the Lord. That may be a path to go um, seek out at your your church, your pastor, and say, "Could you help us here?" Yeah. Um, you know, if if grandparents aren't Christians, then we're dealing with a different category, and mm-hmm. of course, we're going to be having different value systems, different views on a lot of things, and it's it's going to be very difficult to. Um, probably get to some of the same outcomes, but we can at least, there are times I think where there will be an overlap. And when that happens, we can invite um, invite grandparents in to be part of, uh, and they still can contribute to a degree. Um, and so God's common grace exists in certain areas that we can, you know, grandparents can still teach life skills and still, you know, my, my grandparents were uh, were Catholic. I don't know if they were Christians or not. But so, for example, you know, they, um, man, they modeled a, a lifelong marriage, which yeah. was a huge blessing to me. And, you know, I, um, that, you know, that was something that was a gift they gave, even though I don't know if they were Christians. So there are things that non-Christian grandparents can give that are valuable. And I think just think through what what is that? And, yeah. um, and you can invite that in. Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Josh. Um, You know, before the break, you were talking about uh, just, you know, how sometimes some of us have difficult relationships with grandparents. I mean, I know that's just a thing across the board um, with a lot of people. And oftentimes um, people have grandparents who are not believers. And I was thinking what an incredible opportunity that is for our kids and our family to be able to share the gospel with their grandparents. My husband had a, a grandfather, it was his dad's dad, and he never wanted to hear about the Lord. I mean, he like he would get angry when we would talk about the Lord and we would just kind of casually, you know, just, oh yeah, you know, God is faithful. He did this thing or he, he did that thing. And he would be like, oh no, you know, God's not real. He's just imaginary. And, and he would get mad at us, but we would just kind of gently just bring God into the conversation because that was our life. I mean, we 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 didn't know how not to do that really. And it was so interesting. He got really sick and it was uh, just a few months before he passed. And he was in his maybe early eighties, maybe late seventies. And, um, 
and a few months before he passed away, he actually gave his life to the Lord. And it was just really cool. And it was like the Lord had planted all these seeds for years and years, but many of those seeds had been planted through his grandsons and his grandsons would just talk to him about the Lord, uh, just, just casually and just share Christ with him. And so did his own sons. But, um, but it was neat just to see how the Lord used his family. And after all these years, um, he finally gave his life to the Lord almost at the very end. And so kids have a huge, um, part, uh, can have a huge part in sharing truth and sharing the gospel with their unbelieving grandparents. Um, I want to talk about how kids can serve grandparents because we've talked about how grandparents can serve their kids and their grandkids and how they can have a really important role in the world of homeschooling. And I think because, you know, our kids are homeschooled, they might have more opportunities to even serve their grand, their grandparents how can kids really be a blessing to their grandparents and how can we train them up to do that? Well, just like the Bible gives grandparents a role with children and grandchildren, the Bible also gives children and grandchildren a role with grandparents. Uh, And that revolves around the idea of honor and respect and caring for the physical and emotional needs of the aging. Interestingly, in scripture, you don't ever see the idea of a retirement plan because that's what we are. Children are a parent's retirement plan scripturally. Uh, And in most cultures, you have tri-generational living as a piece of that. That's not the norm in the United States. At least it hasn't been for a few generations, in part because of the affluence of our country, social security, as essentially one of the unintended consequences of social security was it pushed the generations apart from one another. But as uh, that, I think that'll begin to change as our country uh, becomes less affluent, you'll see that more. Uh, and, uh, and, and that was just a norm. But as we think about how we serve grandparents, uh, part of that is simply the way we talk about them, the, you know, listening to them, the way we uh, engage with them. A lot of grandparents feel minimized and marginalized, uh, and that's uh, reflective in the time, um, communication. You know, we're not, they don't get called, they don't get visits, they don't get invited to. Uh, and in fact, that's a lament I hear from a lot of grandparents is I just, just want to be a part of, I don't feel like mm-hmm. I don't know my children anymore, and, um, and there's a lament there. So that honoring and that respecting, I think, is huge from grandchildren. Uh, it it bestows to somebody that they're important and valued. Uh, the other piece is the care element. And as all of us age, that's just a reality. And God has built that into the family. God's design is for the family to care for one another. Uh, that's not to be given away to the government or you know the church can step in as a supplement and god puts the church there as a fallback you know we get the commands to care for widows and orphans essentially when the family can't do what the family has been designed to do by god then the church is kind of the fallback but we see uh, just like with education when we give god's designed role to a different uh, institution you know education with the government in public school or um, the caring of family to any of the other institutions, all kinds of problems happen and it weakens all the institutions. And so, uh, you know, there, you know, grandparents 
have a role with their family members and we do as well with um, with grandparents. And you know, there's it's interesting, you know, that at the at the at the ends of the age spectrum, young and old, both often feel like they don't have a purpose and they their value is not as significant as it could be. And I think the grandparent grandchild relationship adds a, a place of purpose, meaning and value for both for grandkids to care for grandparents, to honor them, to be part of their life, to serve them. You know, this could take different roles as far as helping around their house, just being with, uh, being, you know, you know, helping in whatever uh, kind of care needs are there and vice versa with a grandparent to invest in a, uh, in a child. And it's interesting at these, often these two ends is the, the higher end needs of the life spectrum and God's built in a, uh, a, a, a give and take there that we need to be willing to invest in. And it takes energy. It takes time. It costs us something and that's okay. Uh, but we, you know, we reap the value and the benefit of that in these rich relationships that many of us just have lost. We have absolutely yeah. lost it in the United States. And we many in many times don't many ways don't even realize what what we have lost because we've never tasted it. And so I'm just going to encourage that, um, you know, for a grandchild, have them dial up the phone uh, and spend some time talking with a grandparent. Invite the grandparent into have dinner at your home to be at church together, to share life together. It is crazy when we look back on how we used to do life. There was Sunday dinners together as a extended family. I mean, we've given that away to restaurants now. Yeah. Essentially, we have outsourced the role of grandparents to other uh, others, and we you know, we've not left things for grandparents to engage with, and we can do that with our grandchildren as well. So, um, man, once we get engaged in doing life together, the how can we serve grandparent question, man, there will be so many opportunities. And part of that is we just need to know know our grandparents so that we can get engaged in their life. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for ways to serve. So, wow. Good stuff. All right. We are out of time, but we are going to be back tomorrow and talk more about grandparenting. You can find out more about Josh at renewanation.org. We will put links to that in the show notes. Thank you, Josh, for being back with us again today. And I'm so excited to announce that the Homegrown Generation Family Expo is back. It is coming March 6th through 9th. I know many of you have been waiting for this online conference to come back. If you missed the one in 2020, you are in for a treat. This is a live and fully interactive online conference where you get to talk with our speakers um, online. You can ask questions, you can comment and interact with them. It's so exciting. And we have an incredible speaker lineup once again, by God's grace. He is so good to provide us with just the most powerful, engaging and encouraging speakers. Um, It's the things that we need to hear. It's the things that I need to hear. It's the encouragement that I need and that I know you need as well. Registration is now open at homegrowngeneration.com, homegrowngeneration.com. See you guys there. Have a great rest of your day and we'll see you back here next time. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts and we say, 
this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.